Hello and welcome to this Gateway House podcast. My name is Vipratap Vikram Singh. I'm a website associate here at Gateway House. In a few days, Finance Minister Arun Jaitley will announce the union budget of 2016-2017. Today, to discuss this topic, today we have with us Rajashree Singhal, our senior fellow in GV Economic Studies. Samir Patil, our fellow in National Security and Ethnic Conflict and Terrorism. And Amit Bhandari, our Energy and Environment Fellow. Rajeshri, Amit, Samir, thank you for joining us today. Let's just kick this uh, pre-budget podcast off uh, directly. India set itself a, a projected GDP growth rate of uh, 8 to 8.5 percent, which is, in some, as some people might say, a very ambitious, uh, very ambitious goal. Um, Rajeshri, I wanted to ask you first: How is the budget going to help make this projection a reality? I think you rightly said it, VP. It is ambitious. Given the state of the world economy and uh, if you look at the way exports have been falling continuously for the past 14 months, um, eight, eight and a half does look very ambitious. Uh, but let's take our steps, a few steps back and see where growth emanates from in India. In India, typically, historically, growth has come from investment activity. Till the global financial crisis in 2008 investment in new plants new machinery new factories is what drove growth post the crisis india relied more on consumption and therefore the role of rural consumption became very important because rural consumption accounts for almost 50 percent of manufactured goods and almost 25 to 30 percent of services in this country However, given the poor state of monsoons in the past two years, we've seen a drop in rural consumption and that's affecting growth. So the question is, how do you drive growth? And I think this year, more than any other year, we have to go back to the drawing board and see where can we get fresh investments because investment is the only option left to drive growth investment in creating more capacity because when we drove consumption without creating capacity it led to an inflationary economy so today we need to create capacity and capacity could be in terms of infrastructure in terms of production of goods services and that needs investment large-scale investment and therefore the government's role here cannot be uh, you know uh, minimize the government has to step in it has to provide money for investment in infrastructure and the public sector units also have to step up to the plate provide money for expanding their capacity because one of the sectors if you take an example the power sector today when it's expanding um, it relies on cap it, it on machinery from overseas because our manufacturers do not have the capacity to fulfill their entire demand so our manufacturers of turbines boilers generators also need to expand i'm just using that as an example but at the core we need to create investments create new opportunities because that will also create jobs um, and i think there in all of this make in india has a big role to play so uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. We'll have to see what the budget does to provide this impetus um, to investment in infrastructure, to investment in fresh manufacturing and make in India. 
So Rishi, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Make in India. Samir, I want to switch this on to uh, defense now. So the defense sector is aiming to uh, aim towards self-reliance under this whole Make in India scheme. Um, how is the budget? How might the bu- the defense budget address that? How is it going to make that happen? Since the time the uh, Prime Minister Modi has taken power. Almost $40 billion of equipment has been cleared by the Defense Acquisition Council. Now out of that, 80% is to be produced within India. That's what the stated aim is. Uh, and for that, they have taken a number of steps including the uh, increasing the, the, the level of foreign direct investment in the defense sector. But that has not really transformed into greater investment, foreign investment coming into the uh, defense sector. Now if you look at the defense budget itself, last year the budget was around $40 billion, something like uh, 2,46 thousand crores, out of which for the capital expenditure they had uh, uh, taken out something like 95,000 crores. But what we have seen in the last 10 years at least is that that money is not fully utilized. In fact, uh, just to, to take a look at the 2014 and 15 budget, the capital expenditure was give, given as 95,000 crores, so 94,588 thousand crores. But in the revised estimate, the actual capital expenditure was almost 12,600 crore less to, uh, to something like 81,000. So what we have seen is that the money is not being fully utilized. Uh, this year, uh, the new defense procurement procedure is going to come up and that procurement procedure is going to introduce a new category called as the IDDM which is indigenously designed, developed and manufactured. So that will probably lead to the Make in India kind of weapons platforms. Now this is going to get the topmost priority. So obviously the Indian companies are looking at the defense budget and the finance minister whether he will uh, give some kind of incentives for the Indian defense companies to do uh, something in that regard. Uh, now, in the previous budget, the, the, the finance minister has been allocating some money for the make cat- category of weapons, the, the, cat- the weapons which are made in India. But again, you know, the, the record is very uh, dismal. For instance, um, in 2014 and 15, 36 crores uh, were allocated for the make category, make in India kind of weapons. But in the revised estimates, only 50 lakh rupees were utilized. And in the previous budget, the money was increased, allocated to 144 crores. So we'll have to see, you know, how much of that is actually utilized in making uh, that kind of money. But obviously, the, the defense companies do have some kind of expectation that probably the finance minister will give them certain kind of incentives to promote that make in India. Right. Um, and coming onto the uh, onto the agenda point of infrastructure now. Uh, renewable energy is the hot word in terms of in, in the energy sector today and uh, especially after India's commitments of, uh, in the in the UN during the uh, Paris climate talks and with the announcement of the solar alliance there definitely is a, a, a desire to see that translate into policy and into action so Amit um, any any idea or any expectations as to what the government might uh, bring about in that in this budget yeah, Veer Pratap, uh, the bulk of renewable energy expenditure is now actually done through the finance ministry under the National Clean Energy Fund. So the first thing to watch out for would be what is the allocation which has been made for this fund uh, because this fund will provide support for solar energy projects which are being built to you know uh, improve their viability and also possibly for infrastructure which is required to support these projects because you would be generating solar electricity in remote places, this electricity needs to be brought into cities. So the first part is the outlay which has been provided. Secondly, 
is there any breakup of this outlay which is also given that so much is for generation or so much is for equipment and so much is for support infrastructure and so on so these are the two things we will need to look out for the overall targets as you said is are really ambitious um, uh, india aims to set up about 100000 megawatts of solar power capacity by 2021 so if if we go by the announcements i think the clean energy fund should see a large uh, much larger outlay versus the last year all right and um, as a final closing question are there any uh, are there any personal expectations that you guys have from the from the budget anything that might drive growth in the various sectors that exist so uh, i think there will be two broad trends that i expect one is in the banking and financial sector where you will you will see uh, capital allocation from the government towards the capital of public sector banks so some money has to be set aside for these banks because most of these banks have uh, impaired balance sheets they have mounting bad loans and they need fresh capital infusion and because the government is their largest shareholder so the government has to uh, pump in cash so expect some capital infusion from the government in this budget for public sector banks um the second broad trend in the uh, tax structure uh, will be in customs duty i feel where for many years we have seen an inverted duty structure customs duty structure wherein your uh, protection for raw materials is very high but the duty rates for finished goods is very low as a consequence our capital goods manufacturers have been priced out of the market whilst our steel manufacturers have got protection from imported steel some of this i'm just using steel and capital goods as an example but it this inverted duty structure plays out in many other sectors also and the government has uh, you know promised to correct this anomaly i expect to see a beginning in this budget at least i'll just add to the banking point that rishi has raised uh, indian uh, the in india's public sector banks which do about uh, 75% of the lending within the country uh, they have bad loans non performing assets of almost 60 billion dollars and another 55 60 billion dollars worth of restructured loans so they are actually not really in a position to support any large outlays for infrastructure or other such projects which usually have a very heavy debt component so the repairing the bank's balance sheet is simply needed just so that they can go on with their business of uh, providing money for projects without doing that any infrastructure related outlays are not really going to have an impact so that is one big expectation or hope that one one looks for some specific strong action on the banking sector arun jetli in his maiden budget had talked about uh, the government's intention to create something called as a ship building policy a national ship building policy now in the last one and a half years we haven't really seen any realization of that policy so i prefer, uh, i would say that you know that that's my personal expectation that at least government does something on the shipbuilding front because it is also aligned with india's naval modernization plans and when we talk about make in india the, our navy is the most indigenized one in terms of producing the uh, ships as well as the frigates and destroyers so i expect that that the government does something on that front and the second is the with regard to defense research and development defense r&d now the government has been talking about creating a special fund whereby the private sector gets some amount of uh, capital to do that defense r&d so i hope that that uh, jetly does something on that front saying that you know that he creates that fund announces some kind of allocation a substantial allocation so that the private industry can take the lead and go and invent those weapons platforms
Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are listening to the Gateway House podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. And if you have any suggestions for us, please leave it to us in the comments below. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Thank you.